Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Extra podcast, uh, your start to the weekend, the footballing weekend. I'm Chris Gallagher and joining me from about four blocks away is Louis McCaffrey. Hello Christopher, this is, um, it's been a long time since I've done a Skype podcast on the 90 Minute Cynic, but it's great to be here. Thank you for coming. Thank you for taking the time. Um, and all the way from Oslo, <laughs> I, Hello. I, I, I kid. Calling. It's, yeah. it's Christian Wolf. Hello, Christian. That's me. Can you hear me now? Can hear you now, thankfully. Good. We've literally been trying to do this for about 45 minutes. I think we're getting older. It's It's been an absolute nightmare. But yeah. listen, these are the trials and tribulations we go through personally to bring a quality it's a product. Hard working podcast. The hardest working podcast in the land. Um so quickly we did a lunchtime live Twitter video and the audio have, from that have, have you calmed down after that, Chris? Are you still um, angry? Because you were very angry. Yes. Uh, I had my I had a wee burger and I was fine. I had a wee piece. Okay. Um but what was I just actually... say Ian, Ian Duggan was the highlight of the whole thing. <laughs> He just, he literally grabbed the microphone off me. He just went, give me that, give me that. Um, but so uh, that, the audio from today's live Twitter video is available after this. Uh, so this podcast is in two parts. This part that we're recording now on Friday evening and then the podcast from Friday afternoon will be after this. So Louis, just quickly, what are your kind of thoughts on the game yesterday? Get your kind of highlights and thoughts on it. Um, well, I was first off disappointed to see the, you know, this team had been leaked again. Um, obviously, yeah. a, a strange lineup. A few of the decisions obviously um, were were forced by the injuries, um, but a couple of kind of strange ones in there as well. The likes of Lustig not starting, despite you know criticisms of Lustig. Surely, with so many other players out, this was a game that he really should have started. Um, but the game itself, I thought, like like most people, first half hour, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought there was some some decent performances in there. I thought Kowasi was showing uh, glimpses of something, and Morgan Christie looked positive. And then as soon as the goal went in, you kind of thought, oh, here we go. And then the second one goes in, and, and that was that game over. Um I can't really say I watched much to the second half, to be honest. But at the same time, I didn't expect anything going into the game. Um, even less so when I saw the the lineup. So I, I I don't see the point in criticising them too harshly in terms of the players. Brendan Rodgers may be different, but the players not so much. Christian, you want to add anything from what we talked about this afternoon? Yeah. I guess we touched upon the first 30 minutes were, were absolutely fine. Um, but as, as Louis said there, as soon as Celtic gets one against them, it's kind of like there's no plan or no hope or, or no you know hint of a, of a comeback uh, at all. So, you know, I, I think the, the people who came in who's, who's haven't had a lot of playing time probably came out of it with more credit with a lot of other people on the team so but yeah it, it was as we talked about in, at lunchtime there's I think that selection says a lot about maybe Roger's priorities and also especially where Scott Sinclair sits at the moment yeah um, obviously that with what happened on Thursday 
uh, the game on Sunday takes, I think, a little bit more of a, you know, in terms of it being very, very important towards our, our ent- entirety of our season. Um, I think we can all probably see that we're probably not going to go into the next round of the Europa League unless we have some sort of unbelievable last three games. So, you know, Sunday takes on a massive momentous um importance within our season do you think let me ask you this guys do you think the pressure that is going to be on the players is going to be a good thing or a bad thing after coming out of that defeat I'll start with Yuli what are your thoughts on that um I think it's I think it's probably a good thing um you would hope that some of the players that were out would be back for the weekend and this was always my big worry and we spoke about it um at the beginning of the week on the podcast, my worry was that this derails the momentum that we that we had. Um, but almost, I think we can kind of get away with it not derailing us too much because the team was so different. Um, and hopefully, a few of those boys come back and we can we can kind of assert our our dominance again on a heart side, which obviously have started this season. Very well, and will despite their injuries, I think they'll be quietly confident that they can pull this off at Murrayfield. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to have a really determined heart side. Um, this is their. I think they are. They wouldn't expect to win the title, of course. If they can get silverware um, at any point, it's obviously a massive boost to them. Christian, Hearts really are going to be up for this game, and that's the thing. Like we were talking about. Uh, earlier in the season about you know the idea of being a little bit pragmatic we know what we're going to get with Hearts uh, in terms of physicality in terms of aggression how do we counter that Um, and do you have any stats as well (laughs) I I use my eyes pal Um, (laughs) Fitball man you're a Fitball man then proper one Um, I'm a little bit curious about kind of Hearts is going to turn up um, tomorrow because Last weekend, it just didn't turn up at all, really, uh, especially the offside trap against Rangers. And, and that was, well, the week before, sorry. Um, and, and that was a pretty pathetic performance. Um, I think if you take them out of Tyne Castle, uh, if you take out that crowd that's whipped up in a, in a <laughs> proper rage when they play Celtic at home, um, it's a completely... Tomorrow uh, on Sunday will be like playing a handball, and I don't think that suits Hearts because there's not the intensity and the intimacy of that ground that their feeders, that their players feed off on, a lot. So, I, I'm <laughs> for all intents and purposes, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic when it comes to Celtic. I, as kind of talked about there, I think it's a good thing when Celtic's a bit pressured in the domestic one when they do get challenges. Um, maybe it's just part of Roger's master plan, you know, to to put a bit of pressure on, play a weakened team. Um, I don't know what other explanation it would have been for that team yesterday, but again, I, I'm kind of waiting for the Hearts balloon to pop a little bit. As you did ask me about stats, there, the stats say they're actually pretty good. You know, in terms of the chances they create, the chances they concede, um, they're second best in the league after Celtic. So I, I think it is overall the best two teams in Scotland at the moment that meet. But Celtic is still a distance by a distance better than them 
and, and I think it'll show at Murrayfield, especially when if you have uh, Tom Rodgick and, and James Forrest back. Uh, uh, Louis, sorry, uh, what's your biggest fear from this game? Like, what? Because I'm looking at this Hearts team and I'm seeing um, Naismith and McLean. Um, the last the, the game against Dundee, uh, they had they basically went four four two, and they had Naismith and McLean. <laughs> McLean, I think, is he's got dodgy knees and. He is, uh, he's not fast, but he's intelligent. Um, and Naismith's just a wee fucking yaff. Um, Aye. Should we out Brown in there that we're going to struggle, you think, in the midfield? Um, yeah, possibly. I think, I, I don't think Hearts are going to sit back and, and, you know, I don't think their fans would allow them to just sit back and try and kind of um, frustrate us. I think they're going to come and try and, you know, Craig Levine might be wanting to try and make a point that no, we really are better than you, um, and we'll and we'll show you. And I, I think they'll come and give us a right game of it. I think I'm expecting them to really press at us and really try and put us under pressure. And as you say, the fact that Brown's not there, they probably believe that they can win that midfield battle because he's not there. Um, so my biggest fear is probably that that we can't deal with a team in our faces all over the pitch, because that, that's how Hearts have had a lot of success against us um, when they stopped the run that we had and, and things like that. I mean, they really, they didn't just sit back, they really came at us, um, and that's kind of what I'm expecting at the weekend. Yeah, I mean, me too. I mean, if I'm looking at our midfield, um, this is kind of how Celtic are going to line up, I think, it's really interesting, because as Christian says there... Is the team is out already? Oh, is it actually out? No, yeah. I'll I'll give it a couple hours. It, it, will be. it will be on someone's phone. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, massive pitch in terms of Murrayfield. Um, James Forrest. I mean, if I'm looking at Forrest, I'm thinking one of the most on-form players in Scotland. Um, he's going to really stretch that defence, which is great. And then I'm looking at the other side and I'm thinking, I really don't know who to play. I really don't know how, who we should be playing on the left-hand side. Who, who I, would you play? I, I don't think there's going to be a left-sided attacker anyway. I, I think he's probably more likely to crowd the, the central midfield, him being Brendan Rodgers. Um, so I think Forrest, again, might be a lot more central and he might you know, be almost as a two up with Edward. I think you leave that left side open for Tierney to, to go forward. And I think you're going to have four central midfielders in there again. So Rodgers, if he's fit, Charm. McGregor and then one out of Kwasi, Malumbu, um, probably. Um, so I, I think that's where he's going with it. I've got a friend who has uh, got a bit of insight knowledge um, through a family member who's who plays at Celtic, and then uh, Malumbu's injured. So Malumbu's been injured. Why, so all these. Why don't they come out and say that then? Has nobody asked them? Like, I mean, do you know what I mean? I don't know, um, but. Yeah, so my information that I'm given is that Malumbu is injured. Uh, but, you know, as you say, like, I don't know. It may, if someone's not asking the question, essentially, at the press conferences, then it's it's not a question that needs to be answered. I guess not. Um, but, but surely, he, he'll, he's, Rogers is going to get a question at some point about the leaked lineups because it's getting a bit ridiculous and it has been for a long time. It really has. Um, what's your expectation going out in this game, Lou? I know, I know you said that, you know, let me phrase this differently. Is this a must-win game? 
Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's, um, as you alluded to earlier, it's huge. It's huge for our season. Um, it's huge. I think it would have ramifications for the league as well in terms of the players' kind of uh, mentality. You know, if, if Hearts were to beat them, knock them out of the cup, then you look at the league table, Hearts are ahead of them, Celtic not sitting top. I think it could it could psychologically be a bit damaging, and I think there there is a, I think last night kind of shows it again in Europe. I know this isn't a European game, but there is a fragility there that, you know, when the chips are down almost, and I, I I'm just a wee bit worried that we maybe don't have the same, kind of I don't know determination that we've had in previous years because we've been so successful. My worry is that if we you know, slip out of this, then it'll possibly impact on the league. Um, I mean, we've got, obviously, after this game on Wednesday, we've got uh, Dundee away, but then we've got Hearts at home. Um, It's our next sort of, uh, not the next league game, but the league game after that. It's our next home game, certainly. This would kind of, I think if we beat Hearts here and we beat them fairly convincingly, uh, I think it's really going to start a kind of... uh, Dundee United them. It's going to Dundee United them. Um, it's going to start a chain of events that will see Hearts go out of business and be relegated. Yes. Um, so Come on. I love it. I love it. I mean, you've... battered them. Oh, and that, that's I the thing, it. though. Like, we, we, we could... Sell, you know, like, I watched Celtic, Celtic last week against Hibs um, where, you know, absolutely terrific. How much is the... Uh, so we're going to be missing Boyata. Um... There's talk of, oh, yeah. you know, Tam not necessarily being available. He's got a knee injury, Rogers is saying. Um, you're looking at Jack Hendry and Benkovic. You're looking at Jack Hendry in a half-fit Benkovic. How does that sit with you? Uh, it's, it's, it's Yozo injured as well. Yozo is now, he got injured in the... Yeah, that's right, wasn't he? He's yes, as well. he's a massive doubt for Sunday. I don't think they'll rush him back. So, essentially, it's going to be Jack Hendry and Benkovic. Um, if, if, if Benkovic is fit. What's Marvin Comfort doing? How funny would that be after Get him to the captain's comments? Oh. I know. It'd be some crack if he came out... Um, Lustig got injured and uh, he takes the captaincy off him like a boss. Uh, but see, see that that's the thing. So we get a potential Jack Henry Benkovic central midfield partnership. We've got our match winner in Tom Rogic potentially unavailable. We have Brown unavailable. Malumbu looks like he's probably going to be unavailable. Lustig on Lustig on that pitch. That big wide pitch is a bit of a worry. I think the the, to, the Tom Rogic one's a bit, bit interesting because I mean I I told you guys in the in the WhatsApp I'd heard um, before the game last weekend um, Tom Rogic was getting a scan at Ross Hall and I didn't know obviously what it was on but it's if obviously subsequently despite him playing so well in the game at the, uh, last weekend. Um, he's apparently got a problem with his knee. So it kind of strikes me as a bit odd that he would be able to, if he was get he got a scan before that that game, last league game, he plays that league game, plays very well, and then suddenly it's keeping him out of games, unless, I don't remember him 
getting injured in that game though, uh, unless he was just rested during the week to give him a wee bit of breathing space before the next game. But um, he certainly he had, he had a scan. He, I mean, he didn't travel. He didn't even travel. So I, I would imagine they would. I don't think Tam Rogic is going to play on Sunday. I hope to goodness I'm wrong because he really is that spark. And as you mentioned, Christian earlier, the the kind of connection between him and Forrest is is something sublime. I just I, I jokingly tweeted uh, this afternoon that Sunday we'll see redemption redemption for uh, Bowie Kowasi yes. um, after his obviously night at Tynecastle. Um, where's near Bitton? Would this not if Bitton had been fit? But see if he'd been fit, like because he was supposed to be back by now, but he had another kind of small breakdown. See if Bitton had been fit, he would have been the hero that we'd all been waiting for. Well, well, we hope. But <laughs> Brenton Rogers has said, you know, he said on numerous times that Abuja Kawasi has just been unlucky because Brown's been, you know, so reliable that he's not had a chance. Well, surely now with Brown out for a few weeks, this is the time where he's he's surely got to play, especially when Malumbo has went AWOL. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that. Like, keep keep him in the team. If 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 he drops Abuja Kawasi out of that team, you know, it, like surely he's just kind of contradicting himself. Yeah, but he also said it was revealed that Kawasi was told he could, to find an, another club in the last week of the transfer window. So I mean, a lot of these players I can imagine are just kind of confused as to what they should be doing, like. Coming or going, you know, should I be looking for a new club? Should I not be? I mean, see, essentially, would you be honestly that surprised if Scott Allen was in the starting lineup on Sunday? <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> I mean, it, it would be but, hipster twi- Twitter, but do you know what I mean? I mean, but then at the, at the same time, I mean, them players, players like those who have been told, you know, you can you can find a new club. If they don't find a new club and they end up, you know, they stay at Celtic after the transfer window, then surely Brendan Rodgers is totally within his rights to play them when he sees fit. I mean, they can't, they can't exactly, you know, go in a go in a huff and and, and not perform. No, you imagine how, it would. Um, sorry, how, how, how do you think they got told? To, to find a new club, is it is it a WhatsApp? Is it an email? Is it an HR? It's a it's a middle like, finger when you are put you in a performance improvement plan here. Um, you know, it's 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 just one of those things where I think it's it's not really directly spoken about. Saying, hey, hey, boy, you know, if if Burnley comes, on you go. It's it, I, I think it's just kind of it, it's all unofficial, and that is, I don't know. It's just. I, I, think Kwasi, I think Kwasi is a funny one, though, because I, I, when you look at him play, maybe the hard game aside, he's, he's obviously got a lot of attributes, and he, 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 I think he's got a good pass in him. He's obviously, he, he's got really good, you know, tackling ability. I think in a way when he's on it, and he's obviously young, and he's, I just can't see why he hasn't been given more time. I know the whole Scott Brown thing, but. Still, I still think there's a space for more. I think it's odd. Yeah, I mean, I think it's odd as well. But the the thing I'll ask about um, Sunday is how do you guys? How would you line up? What would what would be your well? In fact, before I come to you, Chris um, Louis, 
What do the stats tell us in terms of, from a tactical point of view, how do we counter hearts? How do we beat them, Christian? You, know, it's, uh, you, you score more goals. That's all the stats you need, Chris. Um, shut, shut up. Which is me saying I haven't actually looked into that. No, I mean, hearts is, as I said, hearts is a good team in, in terms of they create chances and they, they, they limit them. What they are not too good at is, is they don't create the you know, they don't concede many chances but they when they do concede them they're usually fairly good quality so in, in terms of how you line up I, I read a few things today in terms of how you know the journalists in, in, in Edinburgh think hard to line up and, and they kind of think it'll, they'll pack the midfield the central midfield and, and go for more a uh, four five one uh, rather than more of a four four two which which they have been doing and and I can see that happening. You know, they're not wanting to give Celtic any space in the middle. Um, they try and you know get along as as soon as possible. And I think at Tynecastle, Celtic fell into their trap, and Celtic started going long. Um, I don't know if they, they thought the grass was a, a feet tall or something <laughs> that Levine has just gone out and put some magic uh, compost on it or something. I, I I think don't fall into Hearts' trap. I think just because. They are so much better football players than, than most of them, and you know if they just stick <laughs> stick to Plan A, um, I honestly think you know the quality will shine true. Uh, I, I think Celtic will go something like a four four two ish with Forrest of Edward. Um, if I, I think what, what you're saying about Malumbe, I think Kowasi will play, and he'll play with McGregor, Charm, and then Rodrigo as the most advanced in in, in the central midfield. And I, I think that will. You know, I'll just be absolutely no space in the middle of the pitch. Um, I mean, that's the funny thing. See the way you're describing Hearts. That's how a lot of people would like us to play in Europe away. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how good Celtic are when when Steve Clark takes over. And, and yeah, you know, they, exactly. they play four six zero in uh, away. Ah, maybe maybe, not... maybe Celtic just get Craig Levine in. That'll be a laugh. I know you're being I know you're being facetious, but do you know what? Am I? Am Fuck I? up. Honestly, I... fuck up. Um, <laughs> Louis, what what would you be? What would your lineup be? How would you approach the game? Um, <clears throat> I would want to keep it as close to the to the Hibs lineup as, as right. possible, but obviously because of the the injuries we've got and things like that, it's going to be tough. Um, I think Kurasi and Cham, um, Tam, hopefully McGregor, Forrest, uh, Edward. Um, I think they all play. Um, probably Lustig, Tierney, and then yeah, I think you'd have to go with Jack Henry and and hopefully Benkovic if he's if he's fit. And I, I think, I, I think we all need to try and get off of Jack Henry's backer. But that, I, I I do think there has to come a time where do you know what. You accept that he's 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 a bit naive at this level, and, and he's clearly got a lot to work on. But I think with he's been bashed enough. Surely it comes to a point where you actually need to support the boy, and you want to like we all want to see him do better, of course. But I think we actually need to actively support him. Um, I thought at, at times he looked he looked quite good last night um, on the ball, but he should be able to come in and play against Hearts. I, I just want to make a point that the Celtic first team is not a place where you learn your trade. 
and no. it never will be. And that's why um, it's it's not fair on the kid. It's really not, but it is what it is. And yeah. if he keeps making mistakes, high profile mistakes, almost in every game, then he has to be left out. We're we're at a situation where Jack Henry's playing because there's no one else. But 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 then there is, yeah, exactly there is. Yeah, the compare one is is compare. So what I'm saying is compare and Scott Allen both to start, um, and Christie and the the ten space. But but see, see in all seriousness, right? What the what the fuck was that compare signing all about? Like, like, how did, like, has, did he just turn up? Because, I mean, Brendan Rogers invited him round for breakfast and had all, all the food that he eats, got all the, got all the foreign cereal in. <laughs> he got so, all the food that he eats, not? I try to make him feel at home. Clearly, I mean, you don't, you don't, you know, do the foreplay unless you're wanting to actually get down to business. So he signs him with cereal. Ah, Listen, you've not lived, Christian. Um, but he signs him, and then something is something must have happened behind the scenes because, and his latest comments about him is as if, I mean, are we literally going to go to the point where we don't have, we'll play anybody in there instead of him? So, so but, here's my here's my inside knowledge of on Marvin Comper. He, he's a really nice guy, <laughs> apparently. That's my inside knowledge. But I, I looked this up. Um, before the Leipzig game, to, for, I thought like, well, he, he's played a couple of games, haven't he? I, I thought to myself in terms, he must have had a few minutes here and there. The only game he's played in is that Morton game, yeah, and in the cup, eighty-three minutes, and that's it. Is he has, and that was one of the first game he was ever. I think it was the first game he was properly available for after he came back from the injury. It, he got in the transfer window when he came over. He hasn't been on the pitch. Yeah, he, he made an he made an absolute tit of it with his first touch as well, <laughs> almost giving a, a goal away. But he yeah. wasn't the rest of the game. He was, I guess, I guess it was Morton. But that's it's a, it's a, it's a year and a half now. Or is, when this, no, it was this January, wasn't it? But it's yeah. still, it's he must he must have done something. He must he must have done on something. He, he's, I tell you what, he scanted something in training. I'm telling you that right now. Um, listen, uh, we're wrapping up now. I just want a prediction from you both. Uh, Christian, we'll start with yourself. You know what? 4 0 Celtic. Nice. Oh my God. There you go. Who's your goal scorers? My goal scorers? Um, Scott Allen. <laughs> um, no, I think. Um, Stuart Slater. Two, uh, two for Edward. Um, Tierney. I'm going to get one. And uh, you know what? Michael Listing's going to get one. There Love you go. It. Happy with that. Um, yourself, Louis? Um, right, I'll give you the actual realistic um, answer here. I think it. I think it'll be one 0 one 0 Celtic. I think it's going to be. Um, I think it's going to be a pretty difficult game. I don't think there's going to be a hell of a lot between the two. Um, so I, I think we'll nick it with a goal. Lovely stuff. Who's your goal scorer? Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Feet, as he's known. Uh, terrific stuff guys that's us at our 30 minute limit um, check us out at 90 Minute Cynic on Twitter you can get all the links to everything we do on the Twitter there'll be a preview of the match uh, there'll be a match preview there'll also be a minute by minute of the actual game itself 
Um, and we will have the podcast back on Tuesday. And I'm hoping that both of you guys will be getting involved on Tuesday um, and potentially a Sermani oh. Louis tweet I'm, off. I'm, podcast oh, off. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Hold on. In the new studio. Hold on. That could be next Tuesday. This, this Tuesday coming, I. Oh, Jesus. Right, okay. I'll need, look, I'll, need, some things around. I'll need to look up some extra dirt on Paddy Roberts. <laughs> and on that bombshell, he's Christian Wolfe, he's Louis McCaffrey, I'm Chris Gallagher, we're the 90 Minute Cynic, and we'll speak to you down the road. Live Twitter lunches, I'm Chris Gallagher. I'm Christian Wolfe. Christian Wolfe. A bit, you know, stressed. Stressed. I, I came in 30 seconds ago, I was told to sit down and start talking. We're very professional at the 90 Minutes, isn't it? Uh, we've got Ian Dugan behind the camera as always. Uh, he's doing it, giving it, ah, there we go, yeah, he was doing a thumbs up there to nobody except us. Um, Christian, uh, you were down in London, did you get to see the game? Have you watched it back since? Yeah, so I was, I've been travelling this week and my flight got cancelled. Came back late, late, late last night and as a reward I had to watch Celtic Leipzig, Good. which was... Uh, yeah, slightly depressing. Well, I mean, it was obviously I knew the result by the time we I saw the game, but um, first half an hour, you know, not bad at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so fuck. And then, <laughs> uh, then everything that usually happens to Celtic in Europe seems to happen. Um, I think if we start with the uh, the, the lineup. Um, we joked about the lineup that was leaked last week on the podcast on Tuesday. Um, making a joke of the fact that this could never possibly happen. <laughs> uh, and it did. It was uh, Christy Morgan, Eduard up front, uh, Bowie and Cham, McGregor, uh, Jozo Simonovic, Boyata, Gamboa and uh, Tierney with golden goals. I mean, d- just a point on that. How does that keep happening, the league lineups? Because that wasn't an easy one to predict in terms of who was injured at that point. I mean... It shouldn't happen. Uh, I, yeah, I, in all seriousness, um, it really shouldn't happen. We don't know if, who the leak is, what the leak is, what the situation is with that. We can only really take look at that how that team performed. Um, how did the team perform? Well, I, I, I think. Can I go first? You go first. Uh, shit. I don't think the ha- first... Halfway through the... Uh, first 30, 30, 30 minutes. 30 minutes into the game, uh, Leipzig do a little bit of jiggery-pokery with the old tactical analysis stuff. And uh, then we get... Um, 2-0 is absolutely flattering. Um, yeah. And the fact is, listen, Ibu Kawasi, Morgan and uh, Christie, whether they're good enough for this level or not isn't even the point. The point is, they've been flung in out of absolutely nowhere. Kouassi's last start was against Hearts. Morgan's had 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. And Christie, again, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. To throw them in, I think, is is criminal from Rodgers. Yeah, I mean, in terms of Kouassi, I don't know what the options were in terms of... Where's Malumbu? <laughs> Where's Malumbu? <laughs> exactly. So, 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 unanswered questions there. I thought there was two strange selections. Um, I, we don't know what's happened in Olympus, so quasi, you know, we were drag out and brown out, fair enough, but Gamboa for Lustig. Now, I presume it's to give Lustig a rest, but to hey, me, yeah. to, to me, Gamboa as well hasn't played a lot. I think he was... No, I can't yeah. Brian Rogers. He's played international football, so he's fine. <laughs> so, 
as Kreda. He was playing some international football last night as well, but I think he's the main culprit for the second goal. Morgan for Sinclair kind of gives a signal to me that Rogers kind of didn't want to go for this, or he just. I, Does I, I know it's from Ian Duggan behind the camera? I mean, it's, it's it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. I, I mean, in terms of that game against Leipzig was probably the best chance to get through to the knockout stages. It's, it's these two games against Leipzig that's going to decide that. And to cut, not down tools, but to deliberately choose to rest two players in Lustig and Sinclair, as I think he did, I kind of go, it, had, it wasn't quite Real Madrid away with Liverpool, but it, was, uh, uh, it wasn't I, a good signal to send, I think. Let, let me just make a point about... Um, resting Sinclair or not playing Sinclair Sinclair did absolutely nothing when he came on and he's been doing nothing for the last start of the season let's listen Sinclair's on a on a far superior wage to any of the players there let's not wrap him up in cotton wool and say oh we all use these kid gloves with Sinclair but it's about time we just turned around and went the guy needs to go He's on 30, a rumoured to be on £36,000 per week and he's not performing anywhere near that level. And he doesn't necessarily look that... He doesn't look determined to win his place back. He doesn't look that bothered. Now, that, okay, that may be me just sitting in the stand or sitting in the house. Who am I? He read body language, etc. But at the same time, give me something. Christy yesterday, right? Is Christy good enough for Celtic overall? Probably not. But I tell you what Christy did yesterday, he gave 100%, he tried his best, um, he had a high energy performance, he, when he got the ball in a posi- space and position, he used it pretty damn well. Christy looked like he was determined to try and give Rodgers a headache for the next time he picks a team. Sinclair looks like, oh well, no, it oh was, well. And I'm not saying Celtic would have been better with Sinclair in it, I just think it was quite a clear signal from Rodgers, either I should say... I'm not taking this as serious as hard, or as you're hinting towards that, Scott Sinclair is just Done. had it and yeah. is, is on his way out, and, and the first possible chance is going out. Um, I thought Morgan was f- quite okay, actually. Again, he was energetic. Christian as well. He set up, Morgan set up the biggest chance for Eduard yeah. in the first half. Yeah, um, and I think the first 30 minutes, everything kind of went to plan. And it's Salzburg's two first real opportunities to score at. And again, we see this like a double whammy, especially in Europe. Get one goal. The team just not at it the next five, ten minutes as a second goal. And then it's a game over. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the game was as soon as that second goal went in, the game was done. The game was over. Even if in Cham scores that goal um, in the what, 84th, 85th minute, um, are Celtic really going to rally? Celtic are end up going to push up. We, we lose a third goal. They, they conceded that uh, chance to us from a, just a lot of bored, boredom. Um, it's like us against SPL teams, uh, SPFL teams sometimes when you, you give away a goal in the last couple of minutes and if they, if they score another one and get a draw, you're, you're gutted because you've absolutely pummeled them. Celtic weren't fucking close to being at the races yesterday. And I blame Brendan Rodgers. There's a few... We need I, to get I, away I, from... I, I, you do, know, I do think this game's answer a few questions about Brendan Rodgers in terms of selection itself because Kwasi comes on again and I think his game against Hearts at the start of the season was, was pretty bad but he comes in and he shows that he's not any worse than any of the, those other midfielders I think I think he has I a thought lot the of first potential t- I thought the first 10 minutes he was spraying the oh. balls around he won a, b- a couple Even of balls first half is, is, 
it, if you looked at his performance compared to Charm's performance yesterday, I think Kwasi was better. I think he's, he's, he's at least he brings something different to the to the equation. But Brendan Rodgers was asked after the, the post-match press conference um, about the summer and about the inability, you know, the fact that Celtic stood still in the summer and is that coming back to haunt us? Rodgers' reaction was, well, the summer's passed. We don't want to talk about that. You're the one who brought it up. (laughs) You're the one who brought it up (laughs) to the BBC. So, I mean, I don't understand. uh, I'm going to talk about this, but you can't talk about it. What's it? This is unprecedented. um, (laughs) Rodgers... In press conferences, does nothing accidentally because of the way that he can sit and bat away questions, traps from journalists. When Rogers says something to the press, he wants it out there, yeah. and he needs to fucking stop it. In my opinion, that was the voice of uh, Ian Dugan. Ian Dugan, uh, uh, I, I cut the agree. fourth wall being broken there, but uh, nineteen games for uh, Brendan Rogers in Europe for Celtic: four wins, five defeat, uh, five draws, and ten defeats. Um, We've went from a position of genuine excitement about Brendan Rodgers to come in, coming in to personally, I cannot be fucked with Europe. I, I don't, I don't want to be in Europe if we're going to get humiliated. I, like, I, I guess, really don't. And at this, when we've been talking about the Champions League, saying I'm annoyed. When we've been in the Champions League, you go, well, the the demolitions Celtic has had in the Champions League are demoralising. But I think we all said this season, okay, we'll earn the Europa League. At least that's, you know, that's a better matching. This might be good. You know, good for the team. Good to actually show where they stand. And it's not encouraging, is it? Uh, Louis said on the podcast on Tuesday he didn't want uh, the game on Thursday to kind of derail us from a, a good uh, spell of games, St. Johnston uh, and uh, the game of the weekend. Um, I... I, I I think it probably has a little bit. I probably think it's dented the confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 there is some mitigating circumstances. In terms of probably the two best players at the moment, James Forrest and Tom Rodgers, didn't play. Um, and a few other factors. But, yeah. I'll, I, I have, factors. I, I, I have no idea how this is going to turn out against Hearts now. You know, and listen, I, I don't want to do the whole thing comparing us to those pricks across the city. But at the end of the day, they're sitting top of a group that's got teams like Spartak, Moscow and Villarreal and they're a shambles. In my opinion, they're a shambles. They're an organised shambles, but they're still shit. We look worse than them. In f- Europe. You, well, yeah, I mean, they're fighting in Spartak, Moscow and Rapid Vienna. I don't think that's two teams as, and listen, as good as Salzburg and, and, and Leipzig, but... If you can't go toe-to-toe with these teams, right? And, and here's another fucking thing. I, 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 well, Rodgers has paid a ridiculous amount of money highest paid, one of the highest paid ma- managers in Britain to take us to that level we've not even came close to getting anywhere n- resembling but that level what about the summer? shit the summer actually I, I take all that back listen if Rodgers if, if Rogers is tired of this project and he's clock watching at this point um, I'm not saying sack him I, I don't think that's, that's even on the cards I'm saying from his perspective He's going to do his reputation further damage. If Celtic don't qualify out of this group, Rangers do qualify out of this group, out of their group. Um, people are going to look. Well, look at the job Gerard's done in his first season. Now, <laughs> that, that this has got nothing to do with Celtic. This has just got to do with Gerard and his reputation, right? I don't give a shit about Rangers. I really don't. But at the end of the day, people are going to look at Gerard and they're going to look. At, this is all about Rogers personally. 
I, I would prefer Rodgers leave Celtic and goes on to something great. And then other managers can look at Celtic and go, oh, there's a platform where I can impress and get a bigger job. Just like the player situation. But if Rodgers goes to fucking Birmingham or Stoke, it's not going to help us. It's not. So I want I want the best for everyone. And at that point, at this point, I don't really know what it is. Yeah, it's... it's... It is odd, as you say, because we're talking about does he prioritise the Hearts game or this, even from a reputational standpoint, yeah. would you not just put all in in the Europa League? Maybe he thought that was his best team yesterday. I don't know. We but he tries to, as, as, as the man behind the camera said there as well, he, he doesn't say anything to the press that isn't thought through. Yeah. And, and, and he's, the things he says, he, want, he says for a reason. So, I, and I think even ever since that press conference before EAK Athens when he brought up McGinn and the whole thing in the summer transfer window that kind of just started almost any after every defeat or anything for Celtic now that comes up again and we probably just have to have another transfer window <laughs> before, we, before we stop talking about it we are recording a podcast this evening which will be going out straight after uh, we've recorded that will hard working podcast that will be for the Hearts uh, semi-final so I'll obviously that will be out on our st- stay tuned to our Twitter feed and the links will go out to that I'm really fucking still annoyed about last night I didn't think I was until I got a fucking microphone put in front of me but um, until you saw my face and then it's a face you want to punch. Will Morton Recost become the new Rosenberg manager? Morton Recost? Yeah. How long have, have I been away sh- for? He's on a short list of three. Bloody hell. You know more about Norwegian football than me just now. Of course. Uh, like no, we're go- we're- I hope not. He's oh. great. What are you talking about? Silky? Remember he did a back heel cross that thing? Uh, listen, we should wrap up because I'm starving. We are at the arches and we're going to get some food. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Ian Dugan behind the camera. Thanks, Ian. Christian Wilf. That's me. Thanks for having me. I'm Chris Gallagher with the 90 Minute Cynic and we'll speak to you down the road.